You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Eight podcast. I am your host, Chris McPeak, and I owe you a huge apology. I think it's probably been a good four weeks since I put an episode out. And when I started the show, a a million bajillion people told me consistency is key to building an audience. And I have just totally blown that advice off. So I am sorry. And I've missed you guys. And I, I hope that you've missed me. I don't know. You might be really angry. You know, whatever. I'm here now. I don't know. Um, it's been a pretty busy month of June, uh, for, of May for that matter. Just so much going on with COVID and making changes. And then my amazing husband turned 50 a couple of weeks ago, celebrated with him. I took him out of town for the weekend. And the biggest thing coming down the pike is I am writing another book. This one is going to launch on August the 4th, so there will be more fun about that coming out in the next couple of weeks. But the main thing I really want to share today is that what the last month has taught me is that I need to use Elevate Your 8 as much as I am sharing it and teaching it to people. So I'm going to take a hiatus from the show for about three or four weeks while I finish the book and take a peek at sort of how I'm going to connect the book with the show, with the other aspects of my business, and doing all that while balancing the swim team, which we've not gone back to the pool as yet, sort of. We did for a little bit, and then we didn't, but that's another story for another day. And then, you know, getting ready to transition into a new semester that will, I think, be a completely online semester again, Um, just playing that by ear. And making sure that I'm doing my work as best I can and serving the most number of people that I can with the things that I do. So there will be episodes of Elevate Your Eight coming over the next couple weeks, but they'll likely be re-releases of previous popular shows and some bonus material that I've been trying to release for some time. Uh, And then we will officially be in season two of the show is what I've also decided. Season two will feature a new intro, new music, and a new focus. So I'm really looking forward to making that happening. I'm really looking forward to making that happen. I'm looking forward to putting out amazing new content for you and for continuing to serve you through this show and the other things that I do. So again, my apologies for leaving you alone for four weeks. Today's episode is about going back to work, which I I have actually been doing myself for about two months now, but um, a number of people are getting now to get ready to do that as more things are reopening. So uh, I just have some things to say about what that's been like for me and what I've learned. 
So sit back, relax, enjoy today's episode. I am really looking forward to what the next weeks are going to bring. So again, thank you for being part of the Elevate Your 8 community and enjoy today's episode. Ooh, a note about sound. I recorded this episode in the car and I recorded it on two different days. So one day is going to sound louder than the other and you'll be able to hear all of the emergency sound lights like my gas light coming on and my um, engine temperature hot pullover safely light. You'll be able to hear all those things. So, you know, just pretend it's not there because that's what I have to do when I'm listening and editing. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Your A podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I am recording from my car today. Um, Not always my favorite method of bringing a show to you, but currently it's a necessity because I'm coming off of the Memorial Day weekend and was not very productive in my business but that's okay because sometimes we need these long holiday weekends to do other things to refocus in a different way which is exactly what I wound up doing and it was super super helpful I don't know about you guys but I have been finding myself in a funk continuously this past week over what's happening with COVID-19 and our situation in quarantine knowing that I live in Southern California and in a lot of ways, Southern California will be the very last to open up a number of things, um, which on the, one, on the one side is great because it shows that our governor really does care about the health and safety of his citizens. But on the, on the flip side of that, it's really frustrating. Um, you know, grocery stores and drug stores have been open and people have been you know, going about doing their stuff with their masks and trying to exhibit social distancing. I know the beaches reopened this weekend here in Southern California, and I did not take advantage of the opportunity to go. So um, I'm feeling a little bit of regret about that. But however, Madonna has been known to say that feeling regret is really destructive. So I'm just going to get over that right now. I'm driving to work right now, and I've been going back to the office three to four days a week since May the 4th. So I'm going on my third week of that. And I know that a lot of you probably have some anxiety about going back to work and or if you'll be going back to work. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about what my experience has been going back to the office a few days a week and what that's felt like in this new normal in the current situation that we're living in. So I work at a community college and I work with all women so the the majority of my team all of my team we're very nurturing people and we care about each other we care about each other's health and safety those types of things and our office is sort of set up for social distancing by default everybody in um, our organization has their own office and so we're able to exercise social distancing just by being at work and being in our offices. We made uh, an agreement and when we went back to work, we turned the men's room into a women's room. So we have two bathrooms now. And we decided that only one person can be in the restroom at a time. We have to close the exterior door. We have wipes um, in both bathrooms so that we can wipe the doors, door handles, and the uh, facilities handles and seats. 
before we go back to our office. And so when the door is closed, you should use the other restroom. And when the door is open, you can go ahead and go into that restroom. So from the get-go, we you know, came up with a new procedure to make things safe and healthy. And I feel really good about that. I like that we're doing it. I like that everybody was on board in creating it. And it is, it's a safe, safe way for us to stay healthy and to uh, respect each other's needs for, for health and safety. And then secondly, when we're not in our own individual offices, we need to wear our masks. So we wear our masks to the restroom. We wear our masks if we're going to the copy machine or if we're going to scan something or get a cup of coffee, anything like that where we're not physically in our own office space with the door closed. And not all of us close the door either. Some of us keep our doors open depending on what we're working on. And since we're still doing all of our movies, all of our movies, we're still doing all of our meetings virtually via Zoom. So most of us close our doors when we're in meetings just so that we're not you know, talking loud over each other's meetings. Although I will say it's quite humorous because my colleague Dolores and I are often in several of the same meetings. So I know <laughs> I can hear her next door to me and I know she can she can hear me as well, which is kind of funny because she'll be speaking and I can hear her on the call and I can hear her through the office next door. So that was one of the very first things that we did in, in the process of heading back to the office that made us all feel comfortable and safe. And so if you are heading back to work, you may want to talk to your team, whether you're a manager or I would make it known to your manager that you have a concern about the space being safe um, and that you all come up with rules of being back in the office under this new circumstance. And I think that that will be really, really helpful. The second thing that I'm noticing about being back in the office a few days a week is that I have become a little bit complacent about some stuff. So I'm sure those of you who were working, started out working from home and it was not something that you did, uh, normally it was, it was tricky to come up with a routine or a method or a, a place in your space that felt like work. Um, and I, I did that. I was able to create that and it was, it was super helpful. I carved out a space in my living room that had my computer and a monitor and a handful of little Chotsky things from my office, you know, a stapler, some post-it notes and pictures and things like that so that I felt that immediacy of the space of my office. So it was familiar. It was something that felt like work to me. It wasn't in the bedroom. It wasn't in the TV area. It wasn't in the kitchen or any other place that could distract me into thinking like I'm not at work. So knowing that, going back to the office suddenly made me complacent because it's like, that's not my office space anymore. My office space is back there a few days a week. And it, it felt really awkward in the beginning. Like I don't, this chair is not comfortable and I'm not sure I really, I really wanna be here. And what that turned into, <clears throat> this is where I'm going with the complacency thing. It turned into thinking that this was not a big deal to be back at work. And it turned into me not feeling in the moment, in the importance of what it meant to be back in my office. So I would sit there with the computer on and I would be in a Zoom meeting and I would just basically turn my video off and halfway listen while I multitasked something over, you know, on the other screen, knowing that I could, I could hear people and people would assume 
quote unquote, people would assume that I was participating, but that I was working on something else. And now that I think about the fact that I did that, it makes me really embarrassed and it makes me a little bit ashamed because I was choosing, this was a very conscious choice, I was choosing to not give the people in that meeting my best effort. I was choosing to not give the people in that meeting all of my attention and all of my respect. And as I circle back to feel like, okay, well, if that happened to me, how would I feel? And I know, I know for a fact that I would feel pretty shitty and that dates back to um, working directly with students, either as a hall director or as an area coordinator. And you've probably had these feelings or these experiences yourself where you're facilitating a meeting and you can tell that there are anywhere from two to five different side conversations that are happening within the framework of that meeting. And the top of your head wants to come off because you're like, hello, I'm facilitating a meeting here. Let's pay attention to me. Um, And that part of that might be (laughs) my need for attention, um, which I'm beginning to really, really recognize. And uh, this COVID thing has definitely sort of put that into my, you know, top of mind, but I'll talk about that in a different episode. So complacency with Zoom meetings, they're happening all the time. And I figured out a way to just turn my video off and do other things. And that was making me feel very ashamed. So my goal moving forward now to erase that complacency, to move that away, is to remember that I might be facilitating a Zoom meeting in the near future. In fact, I know I will be because I do. And how would I feel if the people in my meeting were not paying attention? The other side of that as well is that if I'm not giving the people in that meeting my, my best self, my best attention, my best work, then I'm showing them that I don't care about what I do and that could not be further from the truth. I, I care very much about my job. I love my job. I'm very blessed to have the job that I have. So um, going into Zoom meetings moving forward, and I might even put this on a post-it note, you know, on my uh, on my computer before, you know, I hit join with video, uh, put something there that says like, be your best self and be fully engaged and present in this moment in that meeting because the meeting's not going to happen again. I'm not going to have that opportunity again to serve others, to support the committee or the group that I'm meeting with. And so that has to be that has to be a number one priority for me. And I think you'll find that it will be very, very helpful for you as well. So that's my focus moving into this new cycle of being back at work. Which is not to say, you know, when I on the days that I work from home that I'm going to go back to being complacent. No, I've discovered this as something that needs to be part of my everyday attitude with working, uh, working virtually and doing social distancing in the workplace. There's another issue that has been brought to my attention through the process of working from home and then returning back to the office. And that's trying to figure out at some point which of the temporary procedures that you created are going to be the ones you're going to keep and that at what point do you revert back to the way things used to be. And here's a really good example of this. So 
I work for a community college foundation. We process checks. We process checks all the time. Checks to pay the college for student scholarships, checks to pay um, consultants, checks to reimburse people for supplies that they bought, all kinds of checks, nonstop checks in our office. And our MO before COVID was that there was a paper disbursement form that would get filled out. It required two signatures. Those would come over to the office and they would be signed and processed and we would have all this paper that needed to be scanned. So while we were working remotely, obviously that couldn't happen and business processes still need to be taken care of. So we experimented with a number of different online formats uh, like DocuSign, there's so many of them. I think we're going with Adobe because I think it happened to be free with our office software. And our clerk and our accountant and the two people that have check signing responsibilities worked through this. And so now that's a process that's been, been able to be completely electronic, completely online, and is working for us. So I kind of don't see the need to go to go back to that. Um, and of course, it's not up to me, it's up to my boss, but it's been such a worthwhile change to make. Um, now, the, the campus adjusting to that change might take a little bit longer, but if we found that it's a practice that is making us more productive and making us less reliant on paper, then I think that's a good thing, right? But there might be things as we continue to you know, move back into the office again, things we realized that we were doing while we were working remotely that aren't gonna work as well anymore. Um, even though right now in this moment, I haven't thought of what those things are, but I think it's gonna be important once all of the team are back full time to kind of breeze through and have conversations about that. So what I'm doing now that I'm back in the office is I'm trying to make some daily notes of practices and procedures that we've been doing when I was working at home that might make sense to keep on hand and then things that we need to you know, cycle back and go do the old way again. Um, and that's a work in progress too because right now at my institution of higher learning in my department, only the managers are working more than one day a week and it's a gradual cycle back for the classified staff and different departments are doing different things according to what their supervisors thought were, were the best things to do to get us back to being on campus full time. So policies, procedures that have come to play because of COVID, doing sort of a, an evaluation of those, keeping the things that are working better and making the team more productive and then ditching things and going back to the old way if it was something that um, wound up being put in place just for the immediate here and now until people were back back in their offices and working on campus full-time again. I also realize that some of you may be listening to this show and thinking, I'm not anywhere close to going back to work, and I get that, and I'm not at all trying to suggest that the way that we're doing things at my day job is gonna be the best way for everyone to do things. I'm just sharing with you my experience and what this has been like for me the past three weeks to move back into the office. The, th the fourth thing I'm gonna share and this has really been the biggest thing for me, is that I am so, 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 so incredibly appreciative and grateful that I have a job right now. And again, that, that might sound 
polarizing to some people, but I, I have definitely taken taken positions, taken employment for granted before, and I will never do that again. I am so glad that I work for an institution of higher learning. I'm glad that my business is considered essential by the state. I'm glad that I've been able to show my employer and my supervisor the way that I add value to the department. And I'm glad that I haven't had to make that drastic change in my lifestyle because my employer is no longer able to keep me on on staff. There are a lot of you out there that are still struggling with this. And I want you to know that I understand what you're going through and I appreciate how frustrating this must be. And if I can help you, I want to. Um, you can email me at info at chrismcpeak.com. Tell me what's going on and let's see if there's an opportunity that we have to chat and I can talk you through some ideas that I have about the best way to get back to work, the best way to take advantage of some of the resources that are still out there. Um, I was on a small business development call last Thursday, I think it was, and I learned that there is still pay, pay uh, I'm sorry, what's it called? Paycheck Protection Program funding that's out there for small businesses and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs qualify for this. So there, there really are areas and resources that the government has, has put into play for folks right now. And if you don't feel like you know everything about them, then definitely Google that stuff and get caught up with the different programs that exist to help you get back on your feet. If you haven't asked your landlord or talked to your bank about doing something different with your rent payments or your mortgage payments, then take advantage of that. You need to ask those questions. You need to to take advantage of the opportunities that we have right now to take care of ourselves and start working that shit out. And I know it's hard. Believe me, you guys, I do know that this is hard and I want to help. So info at chrismitbeak.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what's on your mind and I will write you back. I promise. And we'll talk about it. And let's see if we can't figure out some ideas for you guys to get back on your feet one way or another. So as always, I am so grateful that you have chosen to spend your 13 to 20 minutes with me today. Um, the fact that you downloaded this episode and then took some time to listen to it is really special. And I hope that it's been of service for you. I hope that it's provided some value, some insight, some opportunity for you to learn something different. Because honestly, that's that's why I do this. I can listen to my own voice anytime I want because I have no problem talking to myself in the grocery store or singing along to the music that they're playing. I'm also very appreciative that my grocery store uh, plays Brandy Carlisle songs on their uh, on their regular music tape thing. So anyway, that is my show for today. I look forward to connecting with you all in my Facebook community, which is also called Elevate Your Eight. If you want to find that, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash SPD careers. I will leave a link to that in the show notes. It's a pretty fun group. I'm pretty proud of it. And I genuinely like all the people that are in there. So would love to have you join us and connect with the Elevate Your Aid community. So thanks for being here. And I will check in with you guys next time.